what's everybody? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys, as always, this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. The podcast is fighting young rock and metal fans to discover new music and find a place they feel like they can connect and to be accepted. That's what we're all about here on the Chord Progression Podcast. So welcome to the show. It is our first episode of June and... Let me tell you this, we are starting this month off with a literal bang for a band that had been gone for 10 years, 10 years, came back and they are happier than ever that they're back. Who could it be? I don't know. I can't think of it. Oh, woe is me. I can't think of it. Ha, that's who it is. Before we jump into this, I want to thank support for this podcast, which comes from Phoenix Fitness. So you guys know what are my two favorite things to do in the world. One is this podcast. The second thing is go to concerts and be in those mosh pits, baby. So you know I want to have that goal in those mosh pits of being literally being in the beginning of the pit for the opening band. And then not leaving the pit until the headliner is done and delivering those hits in between, be able to take those hits because some of those dudes are big. They will mess you up. I do not want to get messed up too bad. Hi, Nate. I had to throw your name out there, bud. So I got to make sure I say what I call mosh pit fit. So I'm in the gym consistently working out a lot, lifting a lot, doing a lot of cardio work. But one of the important things I need to make sure I continue to do is prepare right and help my body recover right so I can do this in a day in and day out basis and continue to get the best results I need for my fitness goals of being mosh pit fit. So how do you help achieve your fitness goals like this? That's where Phoenix Fitness comes into play as they have many different types of supplements to help you achieve your fitness goals, such as your types of pre-workouts, both sim and sim free. I use the sim free stuff because guys, I got way too much energy. I don't need any extra stimulants. Also different types of B-stabler recovery compounds to help you absorb muscle or nutrients in your muscles post-workout. Different types of creatine to help you build muscle. Different types of protein to help you build muscle. Whey-based protein, plant-based protein, collagen-based protein. I use their chalk and malt whey flavored because that's what I like and talking about flavored way because that's what I like that's what I go with all the other types of multivitamins and anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals phoenix fitness has for you so our listeners and viewers on youtube can get 20% off using the code cpp20 at fnxf.com link description of the podcast thank you phoenix fitness and now time for a feature presentation guys what was me is back and we have him on the podcast today you're not going to miss out on this one this episode is the shit literally are you guys ready let's go yeah well 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 ladies and boys and girls listeners of the court progression podcast to say that i'm excited for this episode right now is an understatement because this is absolutely incredible this band has not released anything new in pretty much like 10 years up until middle of april when the brand new song ghost came out they are back they are playing live shows and this is something you're not going to want to miss out on because well if you listen to Ghost, have you listened to it? You're not going to want to miss out on it. So please, please welcome Corey and Ben from the band Woe Is Me to the podcast. So gentlemen, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. What's hey. up, Kevin? We're happy to be here, man. Happy to have you guys on. How has everything been going in your world as of late? As you know, you guys are getting back out on the road, touring once again, playing live shows, and of course, releasing a brand new song in April. How has everything been going in your world as like the past like two months? Dude, crazy man. Yeah, we we um, yeah. I'll tell you what, we're a lot older than we used to be when we did this, man. Uh, so it was funny, man. Uh, it's just been it's been a whirlwind, honestly, since we just decided to even do a couple of shows, and you know, it's just been you know picking up steam and just yeah, man, crazy. That's honestly the best answer I can give you. Yes, definitely been nuts. Um, and like Corey said, yeah, we're we're much older this was like a lot it's a lot easier when we were 21 recovering you know from uh, long sets and shit and 
head banging and running around the stage. So, I mean, I still have a bang over from these past two shows in Florida. <laughs> My neck is still sore for two from two shows, and I believe we used to do two month tours at a time. <laughs> And you guys probably did like four or five shows, like four or five, maybe six shows in a week on those tours. And now it's after two, it's just like, oh, you know, that, well, that's what happens. It's you just, you got to get back acclimated to, you got to get used to, you got to get those neck rolls going like, oh yeah. Okay. We're getting this going. We're good. Yeah. They're going to catch me in the gym headbanging for 30 minutes trying to get my, trying to get my neck in, in shape, you know? <laughs> no doubt. Like I'm hit up a chiropractor. Going on. I'll see. I mean, if whatever is going to get you guys to keep rolling and whatever is going to get you guys to keep playing live shows and keep enjoying what you're doing. Cause I mean, especially for your car. Yeah. Just get like one of those, like uh, get one of those straps, put on like the cable machine, just start going like this. You'll get it going. And then Ben, yeah, just, you know, have like maybe, okay. Have like a chiropractor in every city. It's like, okay, I know I'm, I've got a network of chiropractors. I'm going to go to this one and this one, this one. So every show I am good and ready to go. So yeah. Yeah, and if anyone looks at me in the gym doing that, I'll just say, hey, man, mind your own business. You don't, you don't know about me. Just yeah, make sure is- you, you don't want none of this. I'll say just make sure you have, like, some 20-pound weights and just, like, while you're doing it, like, curl up. Is, oh, that thing. I think we're on to something here, boys. I think we might be onto something. I mean, one of my big things I always like to say is, uh, especially for we got a sponsorship from like a supplement company, so I always say stay mosh pit fit. You know, that might be a part of it. Just start getting the straps on the head. I I could basically market something like this to people. Be like, hey, you want to get in good shape for your live shows? Here's what you got to do, and have like oh, the crazy. Okay, we got this little head thing for your head bang, and then of course you can do your arms at the same time as well. Um, the, the lower back workout, because of course, you know, especially if you're at a live show, staying around for a couple hours. Yeah. That can put some real tension on there. That is not so much fun. Mm-hmm. And, and here we are thinking, I, I thought we were gonna be talking about, woe is me, but actually boys, I think we're in a business venture at this point. How <laughs> yeah, we can we, market it to old men trying to play music again. Like yeah, us. We plan going on, but it's like, let's start a gym, but it's for people that used to be seen. And their band randomly got back together. There's a market for that. There's a couple of those bands out right now, including us. There is a market for that. I mean, I'm seeing bless the. I'm seeing rumors of bless the fall coming back. So I'm just like, you know what? There's another one right there. Shoot, we we literally might be onto something. I mean, we might have a what was me chord progression podcast collaboration on a gym. And then all of a sudden you're getting all the scene kids coming in from that used to go to warp tour and used to survive on, you know, a bottle of water and a chicken finger for 12 hours. And are just like, alrighty, how are we going to go to shows? Okay. You're going to get this like little like exoskeleton support for your lower back. You're going to have a, get your own little like hand, like gloves so you can have your beer in your hand, nice and cold. And you're not getting for about your hand getting too cold and just be and able to go home and chicken nuggets now. Yeah. You get five chicken nuggets. Now. Then when you go home from the show and you yeah. wake up in the morning, you don't feel like, Okay, I'm super stiff now. That was fun, but oh god! You gotta get liquid IV, a bunch of a bunch of painkillers, um, uh, definitely a massage gun, um, Pepto Bismol. Yeah, these are the things I pack when we go on the road. I'll say that sounds like a lot of people's like uh, festival packaging. It's like okay, we got the you know we got the Pepto Bismol, we got the painkillers or the or the ibuprofen. 
we've got the liquid IV because, of course, after 12 hours in the sun, you're probably going to want something that's a little bit going to hydrate you faster than water. The massage gun because you're going to, like, walk back after being in the pit and just like, huh, that was a little tight. A uh, little, little tightness up here. Got to relax that because we got to go back for 12 more hours the next day. I don't know how we used to do that, man. <laughs> Through sheer yeah. willpower, guys. Through sheer willpower. Went to when we were young, just one day of it out in Vegas, and I swear to God, it took five years off of my life. Like, <laughs> oh, dude, I'm too old for this. Dude, how did it take five years off your life? I mean, I'm probably just being dramatic, you know, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, um, yeah, I was pretty freaking tired, but I mean, it was, it was worth it. It was a good, you know, good festival, and you know, of course, people thought it was fake, but uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. See, for I've I've talked to a couple of people that have gone there and that went there that uh, last year, and it was they were like, yeah, the first day when everything got canceled because of the high winds, everyone was like freaking out. But they were like, that actually might have been better than the actual shows because you had all these scene kids and all these everyone that used to be going to Warp Tour just basically taking over Las Vegas, and everyone's walking around wearing you know all these black T-shirts with the big giant metalcore monsters on them just for fun. It's like this is a cool moment right here. And then the next day the show happened, I heard some crazy stories that happened there from other bands that had gone to the show just to enjoy. And it's been like, man, I think I missed out on something there. Yeah, you could, you could tell who was in town festival. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine what like, the locals thought. They're like, is this, a, is this a takeover of Las Vegas by a bunch of – Bunch of emos, or what? Like, what are dad got emos doing in town here? <laughs> like, uh, is there a hot topic convention going on or something? <laughs> We're bringing it back to 2007. MySpace is back, and there's no questioning it. Oh, hell yeah! Hell yeah! The constant debate of the girlfriend number one or the band number one. The band always won. The band Probably is I'm always still single. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, but probably maybe smart too. The band being number one. So going ba- number one. going back from MySpace to the band itself to Woe Is Me, one of the main things that I've been wondering ever since I found about the return, ever since Ghost came out is already, it's been 10 years since you guys released anything. What got you the inspiration to start this back up again, to come back, to not only go back out on the road, but start releasing new music as well? I want to know the story, guys. Dude, so... <clears throat> I'll start this, Ben, and you can you can finish it, man. <clears throat> but you know, we, we kind of long story short, we, we got a text uh, uh, from we got a text from a promoter in Dallas um, for Monster Mosh, and he was like, "What's the probability of you know getting what was me to do an anniversary at this festival?" And I told him, "I was like, dude, there's no chance in hell." Um, fast forward two days, I get a call from Michael, and he was like, "Hey, man, we want to play bass for a what was me show in Dallas," and I was like. I was like, oh, shit, so this is actually like, like a real thing. So we kind of like gathered everyone and um, you know, we made a group chat. And that's where I started feeling real, you know, like real. We were all talking in there. Um, and then, you know, a couple weeks later, we started rehearsing. And I mean, after like, two practices, dude, we knew we were like, we can't just one show. Like, we're like, we're like, everyone like fell back in love with each other. And like, we fell in love with the music. Uh, so we booked a hometown show the weekend after the Monster Mosh um and then you know as as things kept rolling we were like dude we love this let's let's start writing again and let's like actually be a band again and um yeah man um i mean anything you want to add then 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think you pretty much got a bit of it. Like, wasn't planned at all. Um, a few of us like catch up here and there, you know. Um, like, I'd Facetime Michael pretty much every Christmas, and that was about like all we talked. And uh, yeah, just it was all based on a show off. They had a wild idea of trying to get us to do a reunion show. And, you know, we were like, oh, why not? It'll be fun. Maybe we'll just do this and, you know, be done with it. But like Corey said, it was like the second we started playing together again, it, it's like no time had ever passed. You know, we picked up right mm -hmm. where we left. We had all the same inside jokes. We had all the same, uh, you know, like we, I guess we kind of like have a good, just like the way we vibe with each other is, you know, it was like perfect for a band. So like the second, like we saw that again, it was like, well, what the hell are we doing? You know, why, why do it half-assed? Yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like, I guess like, you know, a little bit you know, more recent, you know, the past couple months, yeah, we've just been riding like crazy, you know, we've been accepting a lot more shows this year. Um, you know, next year is going to be even bigger and better for us, but but yeah, man, just kind of honestly, it was not planned at all. We weren't like planning it for a year, like, hey, let's do a let's do an anniversary and like, blow everyone's minds. Like, no, it was just, I mean, just by I guess by fate or whatever. Um, it would kind of we all ended up back together. Call it fate or call it sheer dumb luck, but thank you ever thank you the guys from Monster Mosh for just coming up with the idea of hey, can we get a what was me reunion at this show? And just because of that, I mean, take a look at everything that has happened. It's you guys got to play a, a show together once again. Okay, let's see what happens here. And just the fire got brought back into you for this. The passion got brought back into all of you for this. So you go do another show. Then you start, hey, we don't want to just let this go. Let's start right. And as the wheels start to continue and continue to start to move forward, it's something where you're just starting to really bring back all of that positivity you all got from Woe Is Me once again and are seeing maybe in a different perspective from when you left off with certain things. Because, of course, you know, as time has passed, I think what they said, no matter what it is, I don't know what happened with, you know, everything in between there. Because, Ben, like you said, you know, you'd call Michael every Christmas, but that was about it. But then all of a sudden now, boom, things happen. You guys maybe, you know, time being apart maybe made the heart grow fonder. Maybe it just made you guys realize how special it was to be in Woe Is Me. And then with that first show, it's just like, okay, the spark is relit once again. The happiness behind all this is there once again. And wanting to continue to go forward with this and see what could possibly be is now there once again. So, again, I, it's it's something that's absolutely incredible because you guys are back. And it all happened with just a sheer dumb luck chance of one promoter just trying to get yeah. you guys to play a reunion show. Yeah, man. Like you said, dude, um, you know, whatever it is, like it, it's, it's, it's awesome to be back because, you know, we're all a lot older now. We're a lot smarter. We're you know, we're just, we're just older, man. We hold our thoughts or hold our tongue, you know, rather. Um, so it's just, we keep joking about it. We're like, you know, maybe this is meant to happen. Um, because, you know, 10 years ago when, you know, we didn't, you know, we kind of all formed from local bands and we just made like a band in the area and we were like, hopefully this does well. And then just kind of blew up. And we were like, we're just young, dumb kids that were like playing war tour and like just blowing up. So we we were stupid, man. You know, it's like you, know, you give any kid that's in early twenties that off, you know, that that's gonna they're gonna be stupid eventually. So you know, we're like maybe it all happened for a reason to all get back together and learn those life lessons in our twenties, and you know, potentially make the best woe is me there's ever been, and you know, focus on the longevity of the band as 
you know, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like Corey said, it's kind of nuts. Like we were, you know, that, or that our brains weren't even fully developed. And we were going on, say, war tour. And uh, we were like, oh, yeah, we brought in a, like a few hundred thousand dollars. What do we do? Like, <laughs> you know the answer to that. Be irresponsible. You know, that's what yep. we did. So, hey, if you're if you're like twenty like twenty twenty one years old, and all of a sudden you you know like, hey, we made a couple off hundred thousand dollars. What should we do with this money? I mean, someone's dumber down the line, especially at that age, is going to say, you know, what we should do. We should go and buy a like as much beer from a beer warehouse as possible and have the biggest party ever. It, at yeah. time, it's like, oh man, we want to be cool one up, but then you got to learn those life lessons as you go on. And being so young and just kind of having this whole entire thing just really hit and just being on tour consistently, you know, maybe some of those growing pains may have ended up being the thing that you need to do to step away from it all, really become more fully formed in who you all are as people, as human beings, and then realize maybe, you know, hey, especially with this one show and then how it picked up and what you guys are doing right now, maybe you guys had something that was absolutely incredible with what was me, which is showing that is what you guys have right now. And you just needed to go through some of those growing pains and life lessons. Unfortunately, meant a 10-year gap. But by going through that, who knows? I mean, you take a listen to Ghost, and I'm like, this is one of the best tracks I've heard all year. So who knows what else you guys might have coming up your Thank sleeve? You. Who knows what might else be, be there? But it seems like that time off even just really, well, even like Ben said, when you guys were out in Warp Tour, it's like your brains weren't even fully formed yet. It's... No, <laughs> I mean, maybe sometimes, you know, partying and having a blast and doing stupid stuff like car skiing might have be, been the better idea. And now you're like, oh, I mean, that's not the best idea, but listen to the, this kick ass song that we just wrote. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, hey, man, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in, you know, everything's going to happen for a reason, you know, and, um, you know, at the time, like, you know, there, there was a lot of mixed feelings with the band, you know, first, I mean, for me personally, um, but but yeah, man, like you said, we kind of, you know, took those life lessons and learned and you know, obviously you're still learning throughout your entire life. But, you know, I mean, we're we're a lot different now than we were 10 years ago. We're riding dirt bikes and doing stupid, stupid shit with the boys all the time. And you said you mentioned like the beer warehouse with as much beer and throw a party. When you said that, I was like, dude, that was every free weekend at the old band house. We did that all. I mean, we could have been sponsored by like freaking uh, Miller High Life for like Bush Light back in the day. Dude, we just we drank a bunch of Everclear back then. It's freaking disgusting to think about that, man. God. I'll say now you're just saying that, and I'm thinking, my God, that sounds like some of the weekends I had when I was up in college where it was just, all right, we're just going to go nuts. We're going to have fun. Whatever the fuck happens, happens. And if you guys would have been sponsored by Miller Lite, I mean, I'm, I'm literally maybe two, two and a half miles away from where the beer is actually brewed. So I could have get, I could have been like, okay, I'm coming down to the South. I'm coming with it. And just start bringing out a whole <laughs> bunch of beer. It's like, what is this? This is what Miller is sponsoring. What was me with back in, you know, 2011, 2012. And you guys probably would have loved it every step of the way. Now, if I brought it down it probably, you know, you guys might still love it, but that's going to be consumed at a little bit more of a moderate pace. Yeah. Oh, it would, it would take us about a year to. I'll have three. Go to bed at 10 p.m. 10 p.m. I wish. We're like 9:15 p.m. Yeah. Unless it's a day where you got a show, then it's you know play the show, and then half hour later, done. Taking a nap, and or taking going to sleep. You know, 
maybe putting on a little audio book to fall asleep to, just enjoying, relaxing, having a good time. Dude, speaking of that, so we got our set. We were, we were headlining in Florida. For, we played Orlando and Tampa. And, you know, three or four days prior, we got the set times from the promoter. And in our heads, we're like, ah, oh, we might play like 9.15. We had 10.30 set times both those shows. And we all go to bed like before 10 o'clock because I mean, we all work early mornings at home. And we all saw the set times. We're like, how are we going to make it? So I haven't had an energy drink in quite a while. But I must have killed like four energy drinks a day trying to stay awake till 10.30 to play. And then I got on stage. I was like... I was like, what is this? This isn't my pillow. I was like, this is a bass guitar. I was like, I was like, I don't know what to do with this at 1030 at night. Awful, man. <laughs> we had fun, don't get me wrong, but we were like, dude, this is way too late to be playing the show. That's that was rough. I mean, I wake up at like 430 for work. I'm laying down at 830 most of the time. So yeah, that messed with me big time. See, I, I kind of get that, too, because I'm always going as much as possible. I'm usually waking up at 5.30 go to work, but then there are days where it's like, okay, I'm having, I'm doing podcast stuff or I'm going to concerts in Chicago on a weeknight. Like, I'm waking up at 4.30, doing all my stuff in the morning, going to work, going down to these shows, and then right now I'm just like, I can do this. I got this. But I know there's going to come a point in time where I'm just going to be looking like, wait, how the hell did I pull this off? Kind of like what you guys went through. But at the same time, I, I like 10.30 start time for a set time. I Like, even for myself, I'm like, dang, that does sound kind of late. I'm used to shows being over. It's like once at 11 p.m. markets, it's like, okay, show's got to be done. Maybe can go on for an extra 10 minutes, but at that point, show's got to be done. And you guys will probably be out of that venue by like 11.30, like passed out, like we are good to go. And then, Corey, instead of having you sleep on your bass guitar, it's like you actually get a real pillow to sleep on. Oh, yeah. No, I turned into a pumpkin after 11 o'clock, so I was watching the, the, the time very closely. I was like, they don't want to see me on the stage being a pumpkin. I was like, that's not, we can't have that. Sit down. Yeah, we didn't get back to there. I'll say you guys might just have to, you know, but, but as time goes on too, you guys never know what's going to happen. Of course, more shows we might be coming up. You guys might go on tour once again, and you might be playing those times later in the day as well, or later in the night. So your body might have to start getting used to that at some point. You guys maybe start to have to deal with that eventually. So Unfortunately, Corey, you might have to learn how to not become a pumpkin at 11 o'clock at night anymore. <laughs> All right. So what you're telling me is to stay up really late tonight and Tomorrow. mess up my morning. No, <laughs> okay, no, so no. What no, we're no. going to do, guys? No, ruin All your right, Kevin. So. No, what, yeah. what I'm what I'm telling you is if you if you gotta well, wake up in the work. I'll say if you gotta wake up in the morning, if you gotta wake up in the morning and be at work, be at work. But on those days you gotta show, maybe it's just like find that time to get some sort of nap in between. So you just get that little random burst energy, like, okay, I'm good to go. Got an extra hour in me. This might work. That late out. I mean, I'm running with this. And I'm gonna run with this. I'm gonna stay up all night long. And when I neglect responsibilities tomorrow, but Kevin told me to do it. He told me to stay up all night long. If you do that, if you do that, I feel like your boss is going to call me and be like, hey, man, why did you tell Corey to stay up all night long? And I'm just going to respond with, dude, I did the same thing. I haven't slept in three days. I'm going to do something awful at work and blame it on you. Yeah. You, you know, if, if you do that, I don't know if, I would, if I'd be like kind of like irritated at that or if also proud of that at the same point in time. Too. It's like, man, I messed him up and I made him like late for work, but. Wait a minute, they're blaming me for being late to work because of an idea that we brought up on a podcast the night beforehand. You know what? Kind of feeling that a little bit. <laughs> so actually, I'm collect I'm collecting addresses just for personal reasons. So whenever we get off of this, if you want to send me your address, 
just for just for no reason, you know, just for just for me. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> okay, so, so then in a couple of days, I'm gonna end up coming home. There's gonna be a package with my name on it. And I'm going to open it up and be like, oh, what is this? And a whole big bunch of glitter is going to come exploding out of it. And I'm just going to be <laughs> looking at this with my hands like this, looking up and just looking out the window and yelling, Corey! I thought you might be going like the uh, the route where like, you know, you can, you can send someone animal shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I thought he was going to like a little box of shit. I was like, here we go. Got a bunch of bears flaming, showing up at your place. The flaming, the flaming, uh, the flaming bag of dog poop, and you gotta stomp it out. And then I go all over Billy Madison, just stopping it out. There's poop in it. He called this shit poop. This house, like, Billy Madison. Yeah, but but honestly, I'll put it this way: if someone was actually going to send me shit, like animal shit, in a box, I'd I would probably open it up and either assume it's my brother or my best friend sending me it. So. I'd be I would probably you probably have to send even more of it for me to get the to get in like, oh wait, it's Corey that's sending me this stuff. Why did I think it was my brother? Huh. Oh well. Max my credit on animal shit. <laughs> so it's like it's a lot. <laughs> it's a whole pallet of animal shit. Higher pallet. Like they bring the pallet jack right up to your front door. And then I want an eighteen wheeler that, that wheels it up, backs it up to your door, and just just drops it like a dump truck. <laughs> Love that. Oh my! That would be that, that's a real stinky job. I gotta say. I mean, trying to clean that all up is gonna be it's gonna stink. It's gonna really stink. But <laughs> but it'll be a good story though. It'll be a good story, but it'll be a good story. The time I made the guys from what was me late to their full-time job, so they sent me an 18-wheeler full of shit. I can't. I couldn't think of a better story. We'll max out the band credit card on shit, as well as all, uh, all of our personal cards. Oh, so We'll man. get about $5 of shit. <laughs> the, the band has a $3 credit limit. Me and Ben both have $1 credit card limit, so... And the other and the other guys are completely off the grid at this point. They're just not. There's you can't yeah. find them. No, yeah, we, they, they don't. They probably won't condone credit scores. Or or maybe they're or maybe they're in full like doomsday prepper mode. You never know. They got the freeze dried meals. They're bunkers. They're ready to go for anything. <laughs> well, that's gotta, heaven, I feel like in a basement somewhere. They they, they they might be just already like prepping for this stuff. I mean, they might be ready for, you know, what I might have to make one like a basement, you know, bunker myself before the poop apocalypse comes over my way. Poop apocalypse. <laughs> Amazing. I, I, I mean, that's going to happen. All of a sudden, I'll open up another reaction video. It's like, yeah, we got the new Woe is Me song, and I feel like this one's going to really stink. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, wait, no, no, no. That's just what they sent me. <laughs> no, that's just. That's just all the shit. It's like, what do we call that? We call that, for some reason, we call that a good time. I don't know why, but, well, I mean, I might piss off my neighbors. Actually, you know what? That actually be kind of funny. So, I'm not mad about it then. Hey, man, we can send them shit too if you want. Oh, I'll give you all them. I'll give you all their addresses too. All I have to do is look out the window. I'll look at the str the house numbers, and I'll just start reciting to you when we're done with this card. Be like, okay, this is. We got 1960, yeah. we got 1970, there we got 1975, you know 1977. We're good. 
We'll, we'll, we'll put them all on the shit list. <laughs> <laughs> the, awesome. The, I'll say the new piece. The new piece of merch from Woe Was Me assigned shit list. It's the list of everyone they're sending shit to. It's all listed out there, signed by the band. You can have your own copy of it. Oh God, it's like a it's like a tour date T-shirt, but instead of dates on the back of like, oh yeah, yeah, well, I'm not on May. We played Atlanta. It's like you know, just different addresses, like you know. <laughs> On May 2nd, we sent shit to this house. On May 3rd, we sent shit to this house. On May 4th, we had an off day. But May 5th, we sent shit, we sent shit to Kevin's house right here. Hell yeah. <laughs> I That's love it. And then we'll open the online shit store. So you can just, we don't have to send it to you. You can just order the shit and just kind of get ahead of the situation. You're like, well, they're going to send it to me anyway. So I might as well just order it and just. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so already in a half and already in a half hour, we've already thought of two potential business ventures. We've thought of the gym for bands returning from the scene and all the scene kids that are now that used to go to warp tour but are now, you know, in their late twenties and thirties that are just not able to go to concerts like they used to. And the shit delivery service from what was me that's gonna basically send shit to my house and just make my my place stink forever. It's Uber Eats for shit. I mean, great business plan. I see investors lining up at our doors right now. I mean, I think like us collectively, we're like the Steve Jobs of shit. Let's conversation in the South real quick. Oh, it did. Yeah. If, I'll, I'll, I'll say if you guys want to go on Shark Tank with this, we can pitch it to Mark Cuban and he might go for it. Oh, dude, he'll be oh. down. <laughs> he's he's always down for some cool shit. What can you say? He's so funny too. <laughs> I hope he's not like a person. I don't know. And then I get yelled at. Uh, uh, who knows? Any, who knows anymore? All I know is, is if I go up and po- we present that idea and he calls me a con artist, I'll be like, hey, 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 hey. These guys are in a great band. I'm just some random guy. So, okay, I'll, I'll take it. I'm going to be known as the con artist guy, the con artist shit guy from Shark Tank from now on. All right. That, that, that's it for me in life, guys. I'm good. Yeah, then you become yeah, but a Your meat. podcast will blow up. Yeah, yeah, and then I have bands on, and all we do is talk about their music, and we talk about shit. Perfect. I think it's a win-win situation. I don't, I don't see it going any other way. But enough with the shit. Enough with all this crap. So one thing I'm curious about is, okay, that first show you guys came back, that first show in Dallas. Of course, I've talked to other bands that have, you know, not necessarily come back, but after the pandemic, after that, lo- that like time break in between where you couldn't go on stage for like a year, year and a half, that first show, what was it like? Now, this is your first show in like 10 years. What was it like getting prepared for that first show and then going up on stage for the first time in 10 years as a collective whole once again? Man, I, I mean, I, I know I was actually, uh, when we played in Dallas, I was nervous walking on stage. Um, I mean, it, it had just been so long and, you know, it's, it's kind of wild to think that the last tour I did, we were walking out in front of like, I don't know, tops like 3000 people. And I didn't think twice about it. You know, I was just like, oh, whatever. It's, it's just Friday night, you know, but, uh, yeah, I was, I know I was a little nervous and it was tough learning how to play again. Um, Cause it's been a long time. I sold all my, my stuff. So, uh, yeah, I was just, it was a trip, man. 
Yeah, man. Like, <clears throat> I know for me personally, even when um, we got the set list like established, I had to go back and learn these songs. Like, I still I kept my bass guitars, but I kept them as decoration on my wall. Um, and so I mean, I would play them like once a year. But um, so like when I got the set list, I was going on YouTube looking at covers of "Woe Is Me." to figure out how to play my own bass parts. And uh, that, that was wild. I was, I was learning my bass parts from like a 13 year old kid. And I was like, I was like, this is, this is awful. But I mean, for like, so for personally that, you know, day of the show, dude, it was so emotional, man. Like it really was like all of us, I don't know if you can tell in any of the videos, if you watch them live, but like all of us were tearing up walking on stage, man. Like it was just, you know, we all just have so much blood and sweat and time and what was me in the past. And, you know, just to have the opportunity to do it again. And, you know, just to see that crowd, you know, sitting there waiting for us. We, we had, we had no idea that that many people still loved like what was me and wanted what was me. And like, man, it's just, you know, like when everything just kind of, you know, washes over you before you walk on stage and you see all that, like you know, just everything kind of overwhelms you, dude. And like, we were all ran on stage with tears in our eyes, you know? So it, it was amazing, man. I mean, when, when you're running on stage with tears in your eyes and it's tears of happiness and joy being together once again and playing live once again, that's when you know you truly have something special in your life with Woe Is Me, with the band and with the connections you've made, not only with each other, but with the fans as well. Seeing everyone out there once again, ready to go and like hang out with you, have a blast, enjoy your music and just get lost in the moment with it. Because Ben, like you said, you guys have been going out in front of like, you know, 3000 people and thinking... Just another Friday night, but now being able to do that once again after all that time had passed, I can under—I—I can I, I put it this way: I can't comprehend what that kind of emotion is like because I've never come close to anything like that. But I can understand the fact that it just takes so much of you worked—you worked on something for so long, and then all right, now you—it's kind of like you moved on from it, and now you're trying to come back once again, just trying to see what might happen, give it another shot, maybe just for one time, and just the emotion of seeing how people are still so connected to it and how you're so positively connected to it like it never left in the first place. It just, it, it makes so much sense you guys are going out there and just like the tears starting to flow from your eyes because the emotion is all there and it's all present. And I bet everyone in the crowd that saw that felt that and probably felt the exact same way. It's like, these guys are back here once again. We get to see this. We get to experience with them once again. How cool is this? Yeah, it was yeah man, exactly. Yeah, and to, I, I guess to add something to like kind of what was just said is like uh, I know for me playing these shows, um, you know, in, in addition to playing keyboard, I, I do write some screaming vocals, you know, um, and it was really weird to scream things that I wrote, you know, when I was like 20 or 21 when like my life was not great like some of those songs are pretty angsty you know and uh it's just like kind of weird to like get a little like glimpse into that and like i'm 34 now and things are going really well like i have like a great girlfriend like like i'm killing it at work so it's like like Corey said it's like always emotional performing those songs because like in that time i was kind of like fuck my life is never gonna be normal it sucks whatever you know so it's like it's pretty heavy you know to play those songs 
But at the same time, when you like when you perform those songs, it's kind of like especially when if you're listening to music and say you listen to music at a certain point in time that really hits you emotionally. Say you listen to music at a certain point in time that really reminds you or, or like we went you were going through something a lot. And maybe it wasn't for the best. And now that you're in a completely different position, like you said, you are compared to when you wrote those really angsty, really angry. And now you're in a place where you are happy, where you are just absolutely crushing it in life. And that angst is not there. But when you perform that stuff again, it's kind of like a time travel back to that. And you are sort of feeling all those emotions once again because music is like that timestamp. It's like that thing that we can time travel our emotions back to. But at the same time, you might be feeling a sense of positivity around it because you see where your life was and where your life is now and are feeling like, man, look at what had, look at where I thought life was at that point and look at what has become of it. So maybe when you're singing, it gets emotional, but maybe it's all because of the positive between where you were compared to where you are now and you being able to see where you were and how much it took for you to get to where you are now and just that journey from going from where you were to just the happiness at this point in time. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. Well said. Well said, man. So at the end of that one, I was like, okay, kind of take a little bit of a breath in that one because now I'm starting to think about the music <laughs> that I listened to that made me think about that. But after that show, of course, you know, now you're going to go play a hometown show and you're playing more shows now do you still get a certain feeling like that first one or is it somewhere, you know, you're going out playing these shows once again, you're playing some more shows and you're still kind of getting that feeling of this is awesome. This is great. And you're still feeling a little bit of that emotional connection because you know, you're going out and playing this once again and you're still seeing people come out to support the band even after all this time. So, I mean, it, it's becoming like more autonomous now for me. Like it's, I mean, it, don't get me wrong it's still like walking on stage with like a crowd that's like been waiting there for like 30 minutes like you know or, or whatever times we're prepping like um you know it is it, it still like blows my mind you know that especially like i said these past shows in florida you know playing so late we were worried where, like no one's gonna stay it's gonna be like 10 kids you know and um you know it's like almost the entire crowd stayed and you know it just kind of blew my mind but uh you know that they, they were all there but it, it's starting to come back man like after a couple shows after we've been doing this now for a couple months and like we're kind of starting to fall, fall into stride. Um, you know, I'm still very appreciative of everything, but starting to feel, starting to feel pretty good again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It feels a little more normal, but like, you know, like Corey said, it's like, you know, it still feels special, like to do it, and it's so flattering to see people come out after such a long time, and to be reminded, like. I, I mean, I, I know I've said it in the band chat multiple times. I'm like, I can't believe like we meant so much to people, you know? Yeah, for sure. Man. Nuts. Well, when you write, when you write music that really resonates with the thought process and with whatever theme, whatever emotion you're feeling with and you put it out there and you, it allows you to connect with so many other people on such an incredibly impactful way that even when you're gone for a certain period of time and when you come back, those people are still going to be there because your music meant so much to them at a certain point in time, whether it was during the happiest point in their life, maybe it was during the saddest moment, maybe it was during the most formative moment, whatever it might be, but that's why those people are still continuing to come out to What Was Me shows, especially after 10 years, still coming out, still ready to go, and still, you know, even at those 10.30 start times where everyone is saying because they want to experience that in person once again because 
they did not have the chance for so long, and now they're going to get it. We're not going to let something like that go. We're not going to forget about that. And I do understand what you're saying, too, where it's still that special connection is always there. You're still feeling it. But when it comes to, like, the maybe jitters or nerves, if those are starting to go away because there's a comfortability around being up on stage again, doing this once again. But the fact that you said you're still not lost on what it all means to see so many people still out there supporting what was me, being at those live shows and going as crazy as possible in that setting, it just makes so much sense to just think about that where you guys are getting the comfort of that once again to continue to go out and play, but you're still remembering how special this is every time you go out and play because you guys were without it for so long and who knows how long you're going to have it because anything can happen in a given moment. Yeah. I mean, I hope you guys continue to do this for a long time and continue to you know, find that positivity and continue to love it every step of the way. But life always changes at some point in time. You never know when that's going to be. So I hope you guys continue to feel that and enjoy that for as long as possible. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. Like, do you, you hit the nail right in the head with that, man. Like, you know, tomorrow's never promised with, you know, I mean, just with, with, with everything, you know. So, you know, I, I, I'm trying to do my very best. You know, in Florida, man, like, that's a whole story for another day. But I have none of us got any sleep. We did, like, a photo shoot the night before, and we slept, like, two hours and met for van call. And it's like, I was really tired and really cranky just naturally because I'm an old man now. <laughs> but I like three hours of sleep. I was like, I was like, this sucks. I was like, I don't want to do this. And like, yeah, I, you know, it's like you kind of have to, you take a step back, you know, remind yourself like, hey, you know what? Like, this is, this is a blessing in itself, just having the opportunity to do this again. So, you know, kind of got to reframe the mind, you know, and say, hey, like, you know, that the, it, the, the situation might not be the best right now, but dude, we're doing what we love and, we're doing it for people that, you know, that love us and love the music. So, yeah. And, you know, being grateful is a conscious decision, you know, mm-hmm. you're on four hours of sleep. I'm sure. There are people who would kill to have played those shows in Florida, you know? So it's like definitely not lost on us. Yeah. And even like, I can relate to that too, with the podcast is there's times where I get those episodes. Where I'm like, oh, okay. You know, leading up to it, I'm tired. I'm cranky. I've been going like crazy for the past 10 straight days. It's like, okay, I'm tired. I don't really want to do this mentally, but I know that it's an opportunity to do something fantastic, do something I love. And whenever I see that little, little icon pop up in the zoom in the corner of zoom, that says this person ready to come in, my energy is going to skyrocket. And it's going to be this blast of positivity going forward. So I do feel that. And I understand where you're coming from with that, even with that little bit of sleep and still continuing to love this every step of the way. So we have fun with it and being able to play all together once again and just be that band once again, have that brotherhood of band once again. I mean, that's something that just hopefully that positivity continues to take you even further and continues to take the band even further. Of course, with the release of Ghost, which I looked at it and I thought if there's a song to come back to after a potential, like a 10 year hiatus, that is the one to absolutely do it with. And with that one released, all I could think about is if this was the first one that came out, what's coming next? And it got me even more excited. Dude, yeah, just wait, man. We got a lot of stuff in the pipeline, man. And um, we, you know, it's like like we're we're all over the place, man. We we like writing to you know what I don't know to everything, man. We like our heavy stuff. We like our more melodic stuff. We like our you know just yeah, man. Just wait. We got some good stuff for you. Yeah, next next one's heavy. So yep, ne- ne- yep, real heavy. <laughs> next one's heavy. Next one's real heavy. Okay, so. That's already gotten me thinking two things. One, because I love the stuff that's going to go heavy. So this is going to be something I'm even more excited about. 
And two, if I'm getting into the whole entire reaction game, if I did the first, what was me single? Hell, we're going to do the second one then. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so, you know. <laughs> oh, I know you're. And I and you know I'll probably end up falling if it's if it's heavy and then something gets me going. I might fall out of this chair. You might see me fall out of the screen. It's like, whoa, what happened? No, he's just he is literally having a great time right now. And what he's trying to do is he's trying to get that feeling of moshing to this at the same time. But all he can use right now is the floor and the wall, and that might not be the best idea because I'll probably put a hole in the wall. Oh, yeah. Don't make just make sure the shit's not on the floor that we've already shipped to you. You got to clean it up before you listen to the to the the, the, the new song. Oh, oh, don't worry, it'll smell like a can of Febreze just went off in here when I when I react to that one. <laughs> it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a beautiful thing. But now I'm like even more excited about that. And I know you guys said too, you guys are working on more shows once again as well. So what else we got coming in the pipeline later this year when it comes to shows? Of course. If you guys can't announce certain things, I don't want to have them announced. Would I like a potential tease like, hey, you know, we got something going on? Of course, but I don't want you to give away anything you can't give away. I mean, we got the the big festivals, you know, they're already announced, like Incarceration and Blue Ridge. Like, you know, we're all so excited to play those. That's those gonna be the biggest festivals what was me's ever played. Um, you know, then we have like some one offs and stuff, you know, they're all announced. We got like Knoxville, of course. We have uh New Jersey, New York. And, you know, we've got some offers from some other shows later in the year. Um, and, you know, we're kind of just panning them over and seeing what we got. But, you know, they're, we'll say they're, you know, more northern too. And, um, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I figured we'd get that face out of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were. <laughs> but, but, yeah, man, you know, we're, uh, we're kind of, you know, this year we weren't anticipating like to tour or anything. You know, we uh, all of us have jobs and, you know, a couple of us have businesses and it's just, you know, it's just, it's difficult to tour like we used to. So, you know, for us to be on the weekend, it has to make like, you know, fiscal sense, you know, because we, I mean, with the, the band, there's seven people in the band and we have three crews. So, you know, 10 flights is not cheap at all. And your rental gear. So, you know, it's like, we're, we're, we want to come, you know, we want to go all over. We have a lot of requests for the uh, West Coast right now, but, but yeah, man, you'll definitely see some stuff though. We're, we're all ready to play some shows again. So. I'll say that makes me excited excited here just because I knew you guys were playing Blues. I knew you guys were playing Incarceration. And, of course, when I look at the festivals you guys are playing, I'm like, and, of course, those are two that I'm not going to this year because I wanted to go see what was me perform. But now when you just said, you know, you got some stuff coming up in the northern part of the country, I'm just like, oh, boy. Because, of course, everyone knows I'm, I'm here living here in good old Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But if there's a show that I want to go to at any time during the week, I don't care if it's a weekend, weekday, if it's – if it's anywhere between two hours drive time one way for me, I'm going to go to it. If I want to go to it, I'm going to go to it. So if you guys end up showing up in Chicago on, on a weekday, you can bet your ass I'm going to be right in the middle of that pit just having a blast every step of the way. And that's what I was going to say, man. Dude, ben, ben, you can tell us how much we love Chicago. Dude, I'm, Chicago is such a good market. I looked forward to it every single tour. Like, it, it felt like a second home. So... Well, it just play uh, bottom lounge, right? Bottom lounge, yep. yep. Oh, if you guys end up going back to bottom lounge, it's gonna be somewhere and be like, they're playing bottom lounge. Yes. All right, I'm there. That was that was a good one. I always looked forward to bottom lounge. Pretty much always Texas and California, you know. Yeah. Uh, I I know we played it in Milwaukee. I think just one time, but you know, hell, we could Dude. try that. 
we were parked against a snowbank, and the driver opened the door, and it was like you walked right into a snowbank. That's one thing I remember about Milwaukee. That was uh, miserable. There was so much. There's so much snow. I hate yeah. the snow. We're from Georgia, and me and Ben were from California originally, so we don't do well in snow. Yeah, yeah. What? No, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want the rain. I'm less the snow. <laughs> I was like, thinking about when you guys would have stepped, when that would have happened, when you guys would step off a bus and your and the driver just basically jumped right into a snowbank right from there. I can pretty much almost think about exactly what when that would have been around. So I'm just like, okay, that is actually kind of funny for me at least because I don't mind the snow for myself. But man, you guys like you guys down there are you're used to the heat. You guys can deal with that heat and humidity. Last year, welcome to Rockville, almost passed out from the heat a couple of times because it was just like I couldn't deal with it. But then again, you know. Like right now, we're shooting this. It's like 50 degrees up here, and it's you know what, middle of May that we're recording this. So, yeah, I'm I'm pale. I'm white. I'm you know, I deal with the cold, but the heat. I'm just like I'm melting. Can you imagine double <laughs> your driveway just to go to work? I would rather die. Yep, that sounds That's, awful to me. It's like that, you got to do work to get to work. And then get home and do more no. work before work the next day. It's like, no, no, I give I'm up. Yep. I'll, I'll, I'll say that's, at that point. I'll say that's, that's a common occurrence here. So I'm pretty sure you guys are much happier in Georgia than you would be living up here in Wisconsin. I mean, you got to deal with other things here, like pit stains all the time. You know, it's like, you just always look gross. But you're like, oh, you know what? You've, you accepted at a certain point. I would just lay in the snow until my heart stopped. <laughs> That's like golden let the, let the snow rain over you and just bury you. Ben, that is golden retriever energy right there. <laughs> well, hey, you guys don't. Ha- it's like you guys don't have to live up here, but as long as you come up here for a visit, play some shows, kick some ass, and we are able to mosh with you guys, that's all that matters to me. Hell yeah, Dude, for sure. When we do, you got to come out, man. Oh, you better believe I'm going to come out. So I know you guys get going. So as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, one thing I was like to do is give my guests, which is both of you in this instance, a chance to whatever you want to say, plug where you want to plug, promote your promote at the end of the episode. So Corey, Ben, floor is yours. What, right, Ben? Oh, <laughs> you put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you go first. <laughs> Plugging anything? Is that what you said? Yep. You said love, love on who you want to love. Plug. What did you say again? I said we're old. Remember, we, we, yeah. we listen. We, we listen poorly. Say, say whatever you want to say. Plug whatever you want to plug. Promote whatever you want to promote. Shoot, I guess. Yeah, if any of these shows or festivals are near you, come out, hang out. We're real friendly. We uh we hang out at the merch table, take pictures, all that. So we just uh we want to see people again. You know, we've missed this. So that's really all I have to plug. Yeah, man. And um, I'll kind of piggyback on Ben. Yeah, like um, we, we try to go to the merch table as much as possible. We love meeting people and, you know, just you know, come out to a show. And uh, thank you from like the bottom of our heart. I speak on behalf of the rest of the band. Like, thank you from the bottom of our heart to, um, you know, for, you know, for still listening to what was me and giving us, us a chance to even be a band again and, you know, listen to Ghost and, you know, just, just seeing where the direction of the band's going to go and, you know, being on board with it because, you know, we're not – we don't plan on stopping anytime soon. We want to keep going. Um, and then I do got to throw a couple plugs. One, um, merch store, WIM, W-I-M-A-T-L.com. Took up a shirt. Um, and I also got to plug Elusive Eyewear. Uh, they 
just uh, sponsored us for uh, sunglasses and all that stuff. They have some awesome stuff. And, um, yep, that's all I got, man. All right, perfect. Now it's time for me to close this podcast with three things. First things first. They just took plug what they wanted to plug. They promote whatever they want to promote, but I'm going to go it even further. So you're going to want to follow them on their socials. So when more shows come out, when more new music comes out, and to make sure you're in line with everything else that's happening with the band, also going to want to watch any potential videos that might be coming out, get a shirt at their website. Work with, you know, that eyewear company they just mentioned was Elusive Eyewear, correct? Elusive Eyewear, yeah. yeah Elusive uh, Eyewear. E-L-U-S-I-V. You're going to want to check that out as well. So where's the best place to go and do that? Uh, go to the description of the podcast where it says find what was me online. There's going to be links and labels for everything. So all you have to do is click your favorite one, go and follow them online, go and buy a shirt, go and get some sunglasses, go and listen to their music, everything around there, buy some tickets. Everything is going to be there. All good to go. Now it is time for number two. Whenever I've guests on the podcast, I enjoy having the podcast. I tend to make a certain promise as a way to say thank you for being on the podcast and I would like to continue to support the band any way I can. And my favorite thing to do is go to live shows and do this stuff. So you guys hit on this promise. And I may end up editing it a little bit though. Because my promise to you is this. It is not an if. It is a when I get to see you guys perform live for the first time. I'm going to do my best Liam Neeson taken impersonation where I will look for you. I will find you. And I will come and say, first round's on me. Hell yeah. I love that. But my edit <laughs> might, that, man. But my edit might be if say if it's in Wisconsin, all of a sudden I might just I might find you guys and might say, Hey, instead of just one round, I end up getting you guys a whole case of beer. It's sitting in my car. I'll bring it out to you guys. If that works, then we can do that too. It works better for- be Miller High Life for the old days. I'm kidding. <laughs> absolutely, man, as long as you have one with us, dude. Oh, yeah. absolutely. That I would absolutely love to do that with you guys. So as we bring this podcast to its full conclusion, I cannot say goodbye in all good conscience because this was a lot of fun. I'm going to continue to support the band. I would love to have you guys back on the podcast once again. And I made a promise to you and I do not want to break that promise. So goodbye. Way too final. I'm going to end it by saying I'll see you later. And next time, man. Well, folks, that's my interview with Corey and Ben from the band. Whoa is me. And now it's time for Kevin's final thoughts. So the thing that stands out to me about the most is, you know, how these guys came back and that first show they played back. You think about this. They were off, they were away for 10, over 10 years, about, about 10 years. And they just went out with their lives and they created something for themselves. They have businesses. They have full-time jobs. They're just doing things. They have, might have families. They might have loved ones that they're taking care of. But then, they, you know, a simple chance of someone saying, hey, would you like to do a reunion show? And they're like, ah, oh, no, nah, I'm not sure, man. Maybe not for me. Nah, nah, nah. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know what? Let's give this a shot. Let's see what happens. They decided to give it a shot. And just the positivity that they got from it after being away from ten for 10 years from it, the positivity of being together once again, the positivity of playing shows again and just the connection they made with the fans the positive they get from seeing the fans always come out there and still support them it is something that's absolutely incredible to see it's absolutely incredible to be a part of be you know just notice and overall when i think about it could you really want anything more than that i mean you're playing music with your best friends you got back together after so long and now you're making new music you got that spark rekindled and this just speaks to the fact of you know in life different things are going to happen Things are going to things aren't going to always work out. But if you truly have something in your heart and you love something, maybe it's just not the right time, but 
feel free to always potentially explore that opportunity maybe a little bit later on in life. Maybe all of a sudden it's like, hey, you know what? Five years ago, I wanted to try this, but it didn't work out. But maybe I still have the passion for it. Maybe I still want to give it a shot, give it another go. It might absolutely work out. So essentially, it's don't give up even if you have to take a little bit of a break. And seeing where the guys from Wolves Me are, I mean, God, just they seem so happy to be back right now. And it's absolutely incredible to see. So I'm absolutely happy that they're back. I hope you are too. And you're going to want to make sure that you're not missing anything with What Was Me. So go to the description of the podcast where it says find What Was Me online. You're going to see links for all their socials, links for YouTube, links where you can go and support them online, buy some shirt, buy some sunglasses, go and stream their music because there's more new music coming out. I can tell you that right now. Do not miss out on that link description of the podcast. Also, make sure you're following along with us on the Core Progression Podcast. We're on Facebook and Instagram primarily, so you can get all your content there, like the short stuff, all the crazy posts, and connect with us online there because that's where we are primarily. And if you post anything on there or you message anything, you get a response. It's going to be directly from me. Also, make sure you hit subscribe if you're on YouTube and hit like on the video as well to support this podcast. I want to thank you for doing that. If you're subscribed, I want to thank you for doing that as well. Also, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Amazon, I want to thank you for hitting that follow button or subscribe button and, you know, just supporting us there. I really do appreciate it. Also, you know, I want to thank Phoenix Fitness for supporting this podcast. 20% off code CV20FX.com. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Link description of the podcast. Thank you guys from What Was Me. I will definitely be seeing you guys play live in 2023. I know you said later that you got some dates that are looking a little bit more up north from where you are. I'm up north from where you are. You guys will be in Chicago. You're going to see me there in the pit and with a couple cases of beer afterwards for you guys. So on that note, thank you. And that's going to be it for you guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I am every single one. This is big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all. Yeah.